Today's anecdotal experience podcast is sponsored by PicMonkey.com. I use PicMonkey to make all my memes. It only costs like $5 a month and those memes are getting 10 Instagram likes each. Wise investment? I would say, yes, the best I ever made. Thanks for being here. It's the Anecdotal Experience Podcast. What a terrible name for a podcast. Wish I could go back one year ago and name it something. What else? I don't know what else I would name it. I have no other name. I'm going to leave it. The Anecdotal Experience Podcast. Our guest today is Betty Wheatmarsh, and Betty talks about trauma, traumatic experience. I'm not going to spoil it and tell you what the experience was, but... It's about coming through trauma, breaking up with a boyfriend, uh, being depressed, bad roommates. It goes in a couple different directions. This was fun. If you want to be on the podcast, message the uh, Anecdotal Experience Facebook page. should be easy to figure out how to do that. Uh, Or if you know me, if you know who I am, just text me or call me, Venmo me. Send me money. Let's do this with Betty Wheat Martian. She likes me more. Yeah, I know. I told you. Wait, why are you... Okay. Why are you such a... You don't like talking about yourself. I'm not a fan of it. Um, Like specific things in your life? I guess I just don't think it's anybody's business, so I don't bring it up unless people directly ask me. If someone asks me directly something, I'll answer it. But Why I'm don't not, you want to talk about it? I don't know. I'm just not forthcoming with things. I think, I don't know. There's a lot to it, I I think. I yeah. Know. Well, it's it's weird because most of the time I, lo- I like love telling people about me. Right. Talking about myself and my life and... I mean, even on this podcast, I'll tell stories that sure. no one wants to hear, but I'll just, they're not particularly interesting. I think if you get me going on something, I will continue to talk about it, but I have to be poked before You're not a share. I speak. I, and I think a lot of it has to do with my job, too. So I'm a teacher, and I constantly am talking. I'm constantly engaging with people and I'm sharing personal stuff with my students to like prove a point. And so I do that all day long. So why do I need to do that after four? Yeah, but you're a talker. I am a talker. It's just bizarre that you meet someone that is a talker, but they they manage to skirt around their actual life. Like you could come up with things to talk about that weren't things that have happened to you recently. Correct. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird thing. Yeah. And I think a lot of that had changed, too. Like, as I got older, things, I kind of changed. Um, I feel like when you get into relationships, too, and, and people burn you the wrong way, you kind of learn from that. So you put more guards up. Ah. Yeah. I'm a guarded. I'm, I shouldn't say that I'm not a sharer. I'm a guarded person. Do you feel like when you tell people stuff, you, like, connect with them more? Yes, and that's what I'm afraid of. So, like, I don't want to let too many people in because I feel like you don't need... It's it's quality over quantity for me. Yeah. For people in my life, so at you, this point in my life. That hasn't right. always been the case. It's just, like, as I become an adult, I think that's how I want to keep it. Yeah, no, that does make sense, especially large details and... Okay, because what we're going to talk about today is a huge life event that you could briefly mention Yes. to people. You could say, yes. yeah, I got in a car accident, whatever, it rolled over a few times, and <laughs> it was real nasty. And then you can leave it at that. You can say, I don't really want to talk about it, and most people will leave you alone. Right. You can do that. Yeah. I, do you realize you can just like package it, put it in a nut, and give it to people? And right. And be like, I don't need to tell you how it changed me. Right. But also like that was a huge changing point in my life to the point where it shaped my adult world. Perfect. I think it's going to be good. (laughs) I'm excited. I think, I think it set me aside from like being a kid or like being a college student and then transitioning into adult world. I got like launched into it very quickly. 
um, while other people kind of ease into being an adult. You were forced. I was forced. No more childhood. Well, and it was just like, you know, graduation is a time of transition. Like, no matter what you're graduating from, whether it be high school or college or your master's degree or whatever it may be. Yeah. uh, Graduation is transition. And uh, it's nice and scary and fun. And for me, that transition just sucked. (laughs) Okay. I don't have fond memories of college graduation. (laughs) Okay. All right, what happened to you, Betty? All right, so... Um, Who, how old were you? 22. Okay. 22-ish. Right around there. Okay. Turning 22, something like that. It was September, seven years ago. Um, I was with my boyfriend at the time and a good friend of mine, Marissa, and we were driving up to Cedar Point for my boyfriend's birthday. Uh, we were going to Halloween weekends. So this is like September. It was like one of the opening nights for Halloween weekends, just like Kings Island has. And we were all going up to celebrate his birthday. And we were running late or I was running late. So we got a late start on the car ride. Um, and I kick myself every time because I was like, oh, if I was on time, like this wouldn't have happened to me, you know. So you're always playing this game. Oh, you really think that? I did for one a of those long people. time. For well, like when something very traumatic happens to you, you do slice it and dice it and dissect it any way you can to to change the outcome of what happened. Yeah, but that's such a you don't do this now. I think I do it sometimes. I'm not gonna say I don't do it. I think everybody naturally does that, especially when something traumatic happens or terrible or right. Here's not what you gotta great. do. All right. What you need to do is think about what didn't happen. Think about what could have happened, because you think, oh, it could have all gone right, but it all could have gone much worse, even if it's hard to believe. And you're right, I played that game too. I played a lot of games with my head, and it was was not good. Okay. It was bad. (laughs) All right, so you leave at the perfectly wrong time. We leave at the perfectly wrong time. We're driving, we're having a good time, like everyone's, we're singing, we're talking, things are going great, we're about probably halfway there. We're in Sandusky County at this point. So I used to live in Toledo and we were driving on the turnpike because that's how you go to Cedar Point. And we were in Sandusky County and we were going around a bend on the turnpike. And I don't remember if the guy was coming down a hill or I don't, I don't exactly remember everything. So also my story is a little dicey just because of the nature of what happened. But all three of us were just like, what? what's going, like that guy? You're driving the car. I'm driving. Steve's in the passenger seat and Marissa is behind Steve. Okay. And I have a Ford Escape. Um, so a bigger car. And we're kind of looking and we're all three of us are like, what is that guy doing? Like those headlights? Because it's dark. It's like seven o'clock or something. So everybody's headlights were on. And I noticed that the headlights are coming towards us. And it's not on the other side of the median because it's the turnpike. It's a toll road. So you pay to get on and you pay to get off. Um, So I'm like, there's no way that this guy is like driving the wrong way. You know, he is on the road. He is on the road. He's not like crossing. No, he is just coming. Okay, he's coming straight at us. Oh, okay. How Um, far away at this point? I don't honestly like you're not panicking. I don't know what I was doing. Okay, yeah. I just knew that I couldn't be in this lane anymore. Like I had to get out of this lane. So I, I look. I'm on the far left lane. There's, I believe there's three lanes. And I look to my right, and there's a uh, RV. So I can't get over. Yeah. And then there's the median. There's not like a safety, I don't know what they call it, like a... Shoulder. Shoulder, yes, thank you. There's not like a shoulder on the turnpike because there is a barrier to separate the other side. And so I don't really remember what happened. I swerved my car and wait how many lanes it's three lanes it's three lanes do you try to and he is in your lane he's like coming in my lane partial like the shoulder is very tiny it's not enough for like a car right um but why don't you go to the right because there is an rv got it okay the the highway was very crowded that it was all right it was very crowded okay or in my brain at this very moment it was very crowded and I i was feeling very trapped and so I just kind of did my best and I was like, well, 
you know, we're going to hit. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that like struck my brain at some point. But I don't remember. I don't remember hitting. I don't remember the accident. Um, What's the last all. thing you do remember? I remember talking to Marissa and Steve and we're like, what's going on? Um, Did you remember the moment of panic? No, I don't think I had one. Like, I honestly don't. I, your brain does this really funny thing and it blocks out things. Um, so you, yeah, you definitely had it, but. I'm sure I had it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a nervous person to begin with, so I'm sure I had it. Uh, but I remember, I remember hearing a car accident. I rem- this is v- like so hard for me to talk about. So yeah. I'm really, I'm already sorry. Um, yeah. What do you? Okay. So you, you don't remember anything. What is the first thing you do remember? I remember opening my eyes. I'm holding the steering wheel. Okay. Um. And I can't remember if Steve and Marissa were outside of my car already or they were inside and we were talking. Um, but the like the next lucid memory that I have is that they were outside telling me I had to get out of my car. And so I try to open, I think I tried to open my side of the car, but I couldn't. Yeah. So I like climbed over um, and my arm was just like, my arm was throbbing and my shoulder was hurting and my body was confused and my brain was confused. Um, and so we're on the side of the road and these two like amazing human beings stopped and got out and, and one of them thankfully was a nurse and she wrapped my arm up. Nothing was broken, I visibly broken. Um, so there was nothing she was like you're fine like you need to calm your breathing down so I'm sitting I'm sitting on the side of the road on the side of the highway and like there's a lot of commotion I'm trying to call people we call 911 um I realize my tire has popped off I'm facing the wrong way on the highway so it looks like I'm going the opposite way yeah. and I had this like very real moment where I thought I was driving on the wrong side of the road and I caused this horrible accident and it was all of my fault and I remember like screaming and crying and I'm running up and down the highway like a crazy person just trying to make sense of what's happening and was your boyfriend and your and Marissa are they trying to calm you down like I think I don't even remember like I was like in my own little tunnel vision so like there's Steve and Marissa and and they're probably trying I'm sure they are like trying to calm me down I'm acting insane at this point um and then the ambulances come and we're all sitting in the one ambulance so me Steve and Marissa are in the ambulance they have me on a stretcher um, and Marissa and Steve are like sitting there and I remember holding Steve's hand and they're like, we have to take her first. And they transported me to another ambulance. So now I'm alone, this ambulance. And I like look up at the EMT people and I ask them, I'm like, am I, am I dying? Like, yeah. what, like, what's wrong with me? And they're like, no, we just think you have a lot of injuries. We need to get you. We need to get you to the hospital quickly. And I was like, Okay, and they're like, but you're fine. Like, you're going to be fine. Um, They put oxygen on me, and they give me an IV, and they give me some medicine. And, you know, at this point, I'm I'm feeling okay. Um, I should mention that before I... When they were putting me on the... or Or the gurney, and they were transporting me to the other ambulance, there were two dogs on the side of the road. Um, so this guy who hit me had dogs in his car. Oh, and I like very distinctly remember saying to the EMT, I'm like, hey, are those dogs okay? Like, did you call it a vet? Like, those dogs need to be okay. Were the dogs running around? They were on the other side. So he crossed three lanes of traffic and spun the other way. I think what saved me from crashing into the median is that my tire popped off. And so my car couldn't do a full, like, 360. It did a 180. Right. You know, so it just spun halfway around. My tire popped off, and it stopped it. So did you see the dude that hit you after? 
I don't remember seeing his face, but I remember hearing him. Um, so they get me to the hospital. Everyone's now at the hospital. I get a hold of, I couldn't get a hold of my family. I got a, or my mom and dad, who I'm so close with. Uh, I got a hold of my brother, who just happened to be close to where I was at. And at this point, I was a little more calmed down. And Steve's parents were on their way up because they live in Toledo. And so, and Marissa's family was coming up because they live close too. And so I I was getting this like sense of stability yeah. that I didn't have before. And so I get a hold of my brother and I'm like, you need to try to get a hold of people. My phone is dying. I just don't want mom and dad to get a phone call from the police officers or from the hospital. Like I'm fine. I'm doing fine. Um, my car's totally wrecked, but things are cool just get a hold of mom and dad before the hospital does. And my, right. my brother's like, all right. Um, I finally get to talk to my whole family uh, later on in the evening, but that's cool. They take me in to get an MRI done because they needed to see if anything was broken. And because Sandusky County is really small, there's only one hospital. So they took the guy who hit me and all three of us to the same place, which they typically don't do. And accidents, I guess. Oh, really? Um, because they don't want fights to happen. Oh. Okay. Is what I think. All right. Because the the police officer came in after this whole incident happened. And he was like, I'm sorry this happened. We don't typically do this. Blah, 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 blah. So I'm getting my I'm getting my MRI done. I've called all these people. So the tech is like, I'll hold your cell phone. If anybody calls, we'll just stop the scan and you can talk to these people because like, this is important. Yeah. Um, and this guy comes yelling, like running into the room, yelling and this guy that hit me. No and he's way. like screaming. He's like, you hit me. Like you're a bitch, blah, blah, blah. What? And I'm just, hey, what's this dude look like? I don't like, I you don't remember anything, I have no but idea. you just knew it was like an angry man. It was an angry calling man. Calling you a bitch. Yes. Um, and, and like saying not nice things to me, uh, the police escort him out. The tech is so sweet. And, um, they like, I told him, I was like, please don't cut my sweatshirt. And they're like, okay. And I was like, this is my favorite sweatshirt. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love this thing. Please don't cut it off. Cause I couldn't get it off. Cause I couldn't. Right, you were what? Move my shoulder. Yeah. So the MRI detected that I didn't have any. Wait, how did the thing with the dude go? I don't honestly remember. Okay, you just remember him. Like I remember like yelling and being rude, and I'm just sitting here, or not even sitting. I want to hear this argument, like (laughs) how he put it on you, how you're the bitch. Our cars were the opposite way, so he was going the right way. I was going the wrong way after the accident. Yeah, but he knows. But does he? He was wasted. Was he? Ah. Uh, Yes. Key point of the story, Ah. I was hit by a drunk driver in September of 29. I didn't want to spoil that if you were saving that. I'm I'm sorry. No. I mean, I think it's just a, a, you know, part of the story. He was covering his ass. He was like, I'm going to get super indignant and blame it on her before anyone. Well, I don't even know if he was trying to cover it. I think he was just belligerent. Okay. I I honestly just think he was a belligerent man. Okay. Because later on, the police officers told us, and the cops were awesome, and the the hospital staff were fantastic. And I, I can't say enough good things about everybody who gave me care that night and just proceeding on. I, I love my doctors and I still talk to some of them to this day because I'm Word, close Toledo with them. County Hospital. Uh, Sandusky County. Sandusky. Yeah. yeah. Sandusky Excuse County. Me. Not Sandusky. Sandusky County. It's outside of Sandusky. It's very confusing. Cool. Just give credit where credit's due. Right. So yeah. all of all of my doctors, mad props. I love all of you. Um, but s- so anyway, the cops were telling me that um, the guy thought he was in Pittsburgh. Oh, man. He was in, in definitely in Ohio. He's from Colorado. He's not anywhere near no, Pittsburgh. like, he's confused. Like, he's He'd confused. been driving drunk for a long time. Yeah. Yes, probably. Okay. So before we hit, he drove about 10 miles. So he got... If anybody's familiar with toll roads, there's service plazas, especially the Ohio Turnpike. There's service yeah, I know plazas. Toll, I know yeah. toll roads. Okay. Yeah. I'm just I've driven. Okay. Hey, I'm just trying to be. Uh, no, I appreciate it. Be, yeah. I'm a teacher. I explain things. I overly explain. So he got off on a service plaza to get gas or go to the bathroom or like whatever he needed to do. 
And when he got back on the highway, he went the same way that he entered. Oh, man. And he was driving over 100 miles per hour. Oh, my gosh. For 10 miles before he hit me. Oh, my gosh. How did you know his backstory? The cops told me. They did? Yes. What did they... Did they tell you what they did with They it? told me that I was a very lucky gal yeah. to be alive. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that we were all very lucky to be alive and leave with very minimal injuries. Yeah, you got you got the most of it, right? Yes. I, I've had the most surgeries out of my two friends. I'm the only one that had surgery out of my two friends. I think. Yeah. Maybe Marissa had knee surgery. I can't remember. But, um, yeah, it was bad. Okay, so you're still, all right, you're at the hospital. I'm still at the hospital. I get done with my my x-rays. I get done with my, I think I had an MRI or a CT scan or something. Yeah. They check my brain. They check my neck. Um, I was in a neck brace. They had me on a board. Finally, I could get off this board and, like, walk around. So I hadn't been able to walk at all since they put me. Oh, they let you walk. They like, yeah, because there was nothing broken. Oh. Then, so at this moment, I'm like, oh, this is great. I'm fine. Like, I mean, you still have to be freaking out, though. I don't think I was. We're just this in point. shock. I think I was in shock. It's just surreal, you know. It was like a very. I tell people when I when I do talk about this, it was like everything was in slow motion, but happening so fast that I couldn't process anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a thing. I've been in a rollover accident before, and I just remember the only thing I remember being in it was, oh, this is it. This is because my mom had told me about car accidents, and mm-hmm. then I'm like, oh, this is the moment. I couldn't believe. I'm like, we are in the midst of the car accident. Right. And that's that's it. And then I saw like a GameCube fly past my face. Put oh. a GameCube in the car. Oh, okay. Anyway, go on with your story. <laughs> I survived. I got a concussion. I'm fine. Good. I'm your story's so better. I'm so glad. I'm okay. <laughs> Kudos. Kudos yeah. to you. You did it. Uh, so I'm at the hospital and now I'm in my room. They let me get off my backboard. This is kind of when I'm talking to everybody. Steve's parents are now there, his mom and his stepdad, and they're very sweet, and they're they're kind of taking me under, because I told my parents when I finally got a hold of them, it's like a four-hour drive, so it was yeah. late by the time I got a hold of them. I didn't want them driving up, freaked out, and like trying to panic to get up to Toledo for no reason, you know? I was like, just come tomorrow, like. Do what you got to do. Also, my dad had my dad and I are big Bearcats fans, and now we go to all the games together. But he, we take turns doing tailgates, and my dad's tailgate was the following day. And I know that's not a big deal, but I was like, just do your tailgate, like do what you got to do, oh, yeah, and then come up. Like it's no, I'm fine. I'm gonna stay with Steve's family tonight because the other part of the story is that all of my stuff was in the car. So my keys were in the ignition. I couldn't get into my house even if I wanted to. Right. Um, my roommate at the time was a little crazy. So like calling her was off limits. Wait, like, explain. Why couldn't you? So, you told me this. Yes. You told me this is a good detail. <laughs> why couldn't you rely on your roommate to um, help out? Because she was a little nutty. I don't know if she still is. I just think at this point in her life, she was a little crazy. How so? Did um, you call her to say, hey, yes. can people make sure I don't have my keys? Yeah. I was in a horrific car I, accident <laughs> with a drunk driver going 100 <laughs> miles an hour in the wrong lane. Help a girl out. Right. So I, I do remember calling her and she goes, you know, you left dishes in this thing. Oh, like, f- her. First. F- this bitch. I, <laughs> that's like the you're first not still friends with her, are you? No. No, 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 no. Um, so she was like, you know you left dishes in the sink and uh, Marissa's car is in the driveway. Had like, you told, wait, wait, hold on. Had you told her about your circumstances? No, we hadn't even got there yet. And I was oh, like, hey. All right. I was like, hey, okay. Becca, listen. Um, I was in a car accident. So like, I can't do anything about those dishes yeah. right now. Like, I'm, Let them soak. I'm like yeah. currently trying to get an x-ray done. Like, she called me in the tech room. Okay. So the tech let me answer. And she, I was like, I'm trying to get an x-ray done. And she felt a little bad. She goes, okay, do Changed what you got to do. Changed her tone, like, a little. Like, do what you got to do. Right. Um, Don't forget about those but, dishes, Oh, though. no, the Because they're not going. There's, all right. No, they, sorry. Oh, they yeah, went somewhere. On. Oh, the dishes went somewhere. They went to my bed. No. She put them on my bed, so I would do them when I got home. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> 
Um, and it was like a bowl and a plate and a spoon. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like I wrecked the kitchen. Right. I like ate a bowl of cereal and probably ate some toaster eggs. Like, oh my gosh. Not a big deal. She didn't realize the severity though. Um, all right. Okay. Anyway. I don't know. So anyway. Roommates no help. Roommates no help. And then I was like, all right, well, I'm hoping to come home tomorrow, but I have no keys. And she was like, well, I have to work tomorrow. And I was like, I understand. Is there any way that you could like leave a key in the mailbox underneath the mat? Yeah. Like, I can't get to my keys. They're in my car. The car's at the impound lot. I'm not going there. Right. I want to shower. I want to change my clothes. Like I, I have things that I need to do before I go see the damage. And she made this big stink about it. And my my boyfriend's uh, mom at the time, who's the nicest lady, was just like, don't worry about this now. You're staying at my house. Like, we'll take care of right, you. Right, yeah. So long and the short of it, we finally get discharged. Um, the, yeah, we get discharged. And we go back. And Steve and I are driving in um Mr. and Mrs. Schmidt's car. No, I forget their last name. Buck. It was Buck at the time. So uh, Mr. and Mrs. Buck's car and we're going back to their house. And Steve really wanted me to to go back to his house. And I was just like, I want to, I just like need, I need space. Like I knew at this point, like I just needed space. I didn't want to be with him at this very moment. I want to be by myself. I wanna, Why not? I just need to think. Like I haven't had a chance to just like, digest the huge sandwich I just ate you know right like I had no idea what was happening like I said things were moving so quickly but in slow motion at the same time it was like an out-of-body experience for you me. just knew you didn't want to be with your boyfriend right you want to be alone I didn't want to be with anybody it wasn't just like I didn't want to be with him I don't want I didn't want to be with anybody I couldn't get my sweatshirt off I had glass in my hair yeah I wanted to shower I just like wanted to brush my teeth and like maybe go to sleep and have a good day tomorrow (laughs) yeah yeah you just want to go figure figure it out yeah and not have to worry about how someone else is right like dealing with you figuring it out i just like i just needed space so you went to marissa's parents house no steve's parents steve's parents oh got it marissa i believe went back to columbus okay so you went to your boyfriend's parents why didn't your boyfriend just stay at the because he wanted to go home and like sleep in his own bed got it all right I wish I could have gone home and slept in my own bed, but I, a guest room will do. Yeah. Um, and so we go and pick up my medicine. We get discharged at like four or five in the morning. Um, uh, the bucks were nice enough to like drop my prescription off and pick it up for me that night so I could take it and go to sleep and maybe get some relief. Were you in a lot of pain? I, at this point, I was not. Were you still I was like hurting. Up? I was hurting. Um, I'm could you sleep? Like, you know what I'm, I mean? Yeah. If you're in pain, you can't sleep. I did not get a good sleep that night. Okay. But I think I was still in so much shock. I knew that my arm was hurting, my shoulder was hurting, and my wrist was hurting really bad. My back was hurting, my neck was hurting, all the major joints of my body at this point. But I just was like, sleep will help. I'll feel so much better the next day. Um, but everybody who knows. What was your exact, like, when you left the hospital, what did they say was wrong with you? They're like, you're good. Really? They're like. Just get some, like, let it, you're, like, bruised or something. Yeah, they're like, you got a lot of contusions, uh, wear a neck brace for the next couple of days. They put me in some wrist splints. Um, so I'm, like, in a neck brace and two wrist splints. But for the most part, they're and, like. In a shoulder sling. Okay, all right. Because my shoulder was really hurting, but nothing was showing up. Did your did your roommate see you in your, in all bandaged up? Yeah, and feel there. terrible? No. Oh, she like threw keys at me and she's like, hurry up and open the door. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so this is the next morning. Uh, Mrs. Buck takes me to my house, which is down the street from her house. So it's not that far. And she's like, I'm going to sit on the couch and wait for you to shower and like change your clothes. Like take all the time you want. She's like, if you want to lay down, do that. Like do what you got to do. Dude, shouts out to Mrs. Buck. She was Sounds awesome. lovely. She, the... I have n- literally no complaints to say about anybody I've met during this time of my life. Everyone, people looked out. What? People looked out for people him. People looked out. Like, yeah. they knew I needed some love. And I wasn't showing that I needed love yet. Okay. Because so, that's not you. It's not me. I'm, like, not... 
I am with my parents. So like with my mom and dad, I'm very needy. I'm needy with my family because I love them and I can count on them. And they've always been there for me. Yeah. But like other people, I'm, I'm like I'm a turtle shell. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm like all a right. hedgehog. I can do it. I'm like a hedgehog. You just want to compare yourself to a hedgehog. I also have I think a hedgehog. turtle shell. Yeah, I know. That's what but I'm like saying. like a hedgehog's very sweet and cuddly, like when they get to know you. Yeah, then it's like you can help out now because we're tight. We're like that. Yeah. But everyone else, you're like, I'm fine. I can handle yeah, it. Yeah, don't pick me up. I have parents. I'm cool. Yeah. I got this. I'm, I'm a like hedgehog. A, I'm Leave a cool me alone. Bird. I'm a hedgehog. Yeah, I'm a hedgehog. Yeah, all right. It's fine. one of my spirit animals. You're a hedgehog. I'm a hedgehog. So anyway, um, uh, I'm showering. I'm getting dressed, blah, blah, blah. We have to go up to the impound lot. My parents are going to meet me there at the impound lot that day. So Wait. This is in, are we in Toledo? Yes. Okay. Now so we're back in Toledo. How far away are it's you like, from the scene of the crime? It's like 30 minutes, maybe. Okay. Not very far. Okay, got it. 30, 45. Cool. Um, not far. But it's it's about a four hour drive for Cincinnati. Because mm-hmm. there's no easy way to get there. Where your parents live. Where my parents yeah. live. Okay, so... Uh, we are driving up to the impound lot, and we go to pick up Steve. He lives on town. We're getting back on the turnpike, blah, 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 blah. And he's holding my hand in the back seat, and he was like, how are you? Like, are you doing okay? What can I do for you? And I was like, whoa. Like, I think this car accident is going to affect you way more than it will affect me. Like, Why? I'm fine. This is what I said to him at the time. I definitely ate my words. Like, ate them hard. Because uh, this car accident has changed Every aspect of my life. Okay. The, so you're telling him. At this moment. I'm cool. Day. This is like not even day. It's not. It hasn't even been 24 hours. Yeah. I'm like, I'm cool. I'm going to go to this car. I got my student teaching stuff in my car. So I'm student teaching at the time, which is the only class I'm taking except for an art class. So I'm taking an art class and I'm student teaching. And I don't know about any other teachers out there, but I live in my car during the school year. So like all of my school stuff is in my car. <laughs> Yeah, but that car is... Okay. Now in the impound lot. So I'm like, I have to get up there. I got to get my stuff out of my car. I got to get all my teaching stuff out. You're ready to get back to your life. Yeah, I'm like getting my art stuff out of my car. Um, I have like, you know, extra clothes and whatnot. What'd your car look like? A mess. (laughs) It wasn't mangled? It was awful. Like, it was terrible. But your stuff was still in the car? Yeah, I had to go up and get all my personal possessions out Yeah, of I guess when I imagined it, because you had a head-on collision. So technically, in the accident report, we hit driver to driver. Okay. So that's technical terms, driver yeah. to driver. But to me, that's pretty head-on, because it was head-on me. Yeah, you <laughs> felt, like, the impact. <laughs> yeah, it was... Okay. I absorbed it. Um, so the whole side of my car was scraped off. My my front left tire was popped off, so, like, driver's side tire was off. If you looked at the top of my car, it looked like little waves had hit it. So we hit so hard that it rippled the top of my car. Yeah. Um. So, like, it looked like little waves. Did he hit the hood? Like, the front of your car? Yeah. He did? Yeah. He was in a minivan. I was in a Ford Escape. So two bigger cars. Had I been in, like, a Ford... Taurus or like a Corolla yeah. or something. I would have been eaten. You think so? I like because you're higher off the ground. So in yeah. escape, yeah, yeah. And there's more of a hood and like I feel like it's a more sturdy. Yeah, I don't feel like it's a toy car. Yeah, I get you. you it's know? a bigger car. It's a bigger car. Yeah. Um, and so the whole side was popped off. Um, you could see like all the electrical wires hanging down. From my car. Are you bummed? Are you sentimental about your car? I love or were you still in the zone of like, no, life's moving on. Getting my art books and I, getting back to Cincinnati. Or so, back to Toledo. Back to Toledo. Yeah. So um I I got really upset when I got there and like saw my car, but it was like mind over matter. I just gotta do this. And I remember getting really upset at my family. Like I yelled at my mom and dad. Um which is a common theme for the next several years because I'm just upset. Um, Why? I'm just, At them? No, I just think I took it out on them, and I regret that. What would you be... Okay, so you're at the impound lot. And I'm at the impound lot. They're asking me all these questions. I don't want to answer them, and I just, like, I don't want to talk about this. 
Like, I just want to be done. I want to wake up from this nightmare and just have it be over. Okay, so you're just annoyed because you're already pissed because like, you're in the situation. Right, yeah. I'm, like, annoyed that I'm in this situation. I'm scared that I'm in this situation because there's no way. Where I was student teaching, I was changing diapers, I was lifting kids, I work with significantly disabled students. Mm-hmm. Um or he did at this time. And so I was doing all these things that I knew in the back of my head. I was like, there's no way that I can do this. Like, I can't do this job. Oh, so you were coming to terms with the fact that you were you Everything were was just like started hitting me. Yeah. Um, But I didn't want it to seem like things were hitting me. So I was like trying to play it cool. But, right. Like I got this, but deep down you knew. But like, I wasn't I playing it cool. I was like yeah. angry and. Yeah, but it's you taking it out in a way that is the wrong way. Because you, what you should be saying is I got to take some time off work. It sucks. I don't want to because they're right. counting on me and I need to do things. But rather you'd rather say I'm going to still do all these re- things that I'm responsible for. And I'm just going to channel the fact that I know it's not going to work out into anger at my right. parents who right. are trying to help right and yeah. i like feel terrible good i'm and shaming I- you <laughs> as you should just making sure you feel bad yeah and i do good. i okay. do i still to this day feel terrible and i actually think it brought my parents and i closer yeah uh, especially my mom and i but we've always been close so not a problem there so anyway we're at this impound lot i'm getting my stuff um everyone's trying to be really helpful and i just i am sure i'm just being kind of a B word to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you can say bitch. <laughs> bitch. You don't have to. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's, and I can edit anything. No, it's fine. Don't make me do it. <laughs> I won't. All right, I will good. never. Um, so you're being a bitch. Being a B word. And uh, I just, I don't know. I just know that things aren't going to be the same because I'm kind of at this moment also realizing that I probably don't want to be with Steve anymore also. Oh, Wait, this is good. No, I mean, like, we don't really need to talk about it. I I think that it was just like, I was also graduating. So I was supposed to graduate in December from college. Yeah. And when you graduate, you can do whatever the hell you want with your life. Like, all the options are open. I graduated once. I graduated twice. Me too. I went to college. Me too. Go Dons, IPFW. Technically, I graduated three times. All right, now you're bragging. (laughs) All right, back to Steve. Steve, I just, I think I'm just like realizing that I don't think this is what I want to do. And you've probably thought this before the car accident too, right? I don't think I was. My first realization that I didn't want to be with him was in the ambulance when he was holding my hand and telling me everything was going to be okay. And I was like, I don't want everything to be okay with you and me. Like, I'm done. (laughs) That's weird. That makes me a bad person. No. I just No, think- it's weird to have that feeling there. That is weird that you had that feeling. Well, like, because I think that would usually bring two people together if you have this really traumatic but experience. But it also can, it can also, you can also realize that that's not how you want your life to be either. Yeah, you don't want a person there for you. That's not a good sign. It's like, you're here for me right now, but I'm, I don't want but you to be. But also at this time, I was now pushing everyone away from me. Like, people were loving me and surrounding me with love, yeah. and I was just, like, pushing. Why was that? I don't know. And I think that's why I don't share a lot now. Oh, so this was a changing... I think it was a changing thing. Weird. Maybe, what about this? You, it made you feel weak. I think it may, yeah, that might be a very accurate statement. Yeah. I was not in control. I'm a, I like to be in control. Yeah. And I was not at this point. And I was, I was going to very rapidly spiral out of control, but I didn't know that at the time. How'd you spiral out of control? So I had to take some time off school. Um, I took two weeks off to go home to Cincinnati so that I could see all of my doctors here because ultimately, if anything was wrong, I was going to do it in Cincinnati because that's where my family is Mm -hmm. uh, and they can take care of me and I can stay at home and get the mama love and the TLC that everybody wants and needs. So we're like frantically looking for doctors um, to do these tests because I hadn't lived in Cincinnati for the last four or five years so I don't really have doctors Mm -hmm. in the city so we're looking for them and getting tests done and uh, 
meanwhile, I am realizing that I'm not going to be graduating on time. Like, I'm not going to graduate in December. Okay. And that I would probably need to take medical leave from college. So... And this is... You're frustrated. I'm very frustrated. Okay. Because all of my friends are graduating in December. And, like, I was supposed to be doing that with them. That was something we were going to do together. And we were all going to leave at the same time and, like, do all these fun things. Everybody has this, like, picture of what graduation looks like. Yeah, well, it's like this inconvenience has ruined your future plans. It ruined everything. Okay. To me, in this moment. Like, my life is ruined. Yeah. No, it's funny. We'll go back to it, but it is funny how a lot of times, like, situations like that, you interpret it as, my life is ruined. Yeah. And if I could have avoided this, how could I? It goes back to you saying, if I would have left 10 minutes earlier when I was supposed to. Right. It doesn't matter. Like, it's the inability to recognize that shit happens. Right. No, absolutely. So I started playing all these games with myself, and I'm like, I'm very upset, and I'm starting to, like, slowly crumble under all the pressure and um i'm not dealing with it well and i'm having nightmares and i'm not sleeping and i'm in a lot of pain and we can't figure out why i'm in pain because nothing was broken but i was like something is wrong with me you're not healing no i was like i know my body this is not normal and i was on a walk with my mom we were kind of walking through the neighborhood because we, my mom was like, you have to stay active. Like, mm-hmm. you just have to get your mind off of things. And we're walking. And she's like, move your wrist a little. And I was like, I just remember very distinctly yelling at her and crying and being like, I can't move my wrist. And I, just, I couldn't. It just hurt. Like, it was the most excruciating, one of the most excruciating pains I have ever felt. <laughs> right. Well, then everyone's, and also everyone's telling you like, yeah, you're healing up. Things are fine. And then people are like, aren't you so lucky? Like, you should be feel blessed. Like, look at all these people. Like, you have a guardian angel. And I'm like, really? Like, yes, I didn't die. But, like, I am screwed up. Like- I do. I hate that so much. And people are like, like, you must have a guardian angel because you're not dead. It's like, well, you must too, dude. Like, like you weren't even in the accident. You're like, I want your guardian angel. I'd rather have that one than the one I had. Like, they were sleeping or something. Right, dude. They took a day off. They got drunk with the driver. <laughs> Um, no, so, yeah, I I just, everyone's, like, trying to be really encouraging, and I'm just, like, increasingly getting more annoyed. They're like, yeah, they're asking me how I feel, and I'm like, how do you think I feel? Like, I feel shitty. Like, yeah. I hate life right now. But they're trying. They're they trying. don't know what to do. But, like, in the moment, in the moment, I'm just, like, increasingly mad. Looking back on it, I would... I would have handled it differently knowing where this accident left me. Yeah, you're I, emotional. It's like you're in pain, also, right. too. Yeah. And I can't see the future. You can't? I can't. That's weird. I know. Damn. Yeah, so you're you a bitch. Mm-hmm. The people that love you. The people that I love you. So my mom and I take two weeks off or two or three weeks off, go back to school. I realize that I'm not going to be able to like do this. You do still my can't? Work. Why not? Just I, pain or what? Just pain. And then I had therapy. I was going to physical therapy like three or four times a week. Yeah. Um, doctor's visits. I didn't have a car. So my, like at the time I didn't really have a car. So my dad gave me his old company car because he was exchanging it for a new one. Mm-hmm. So we could buy it for like, you know, 500 bucks or 200 bucks. I can't even remember yeah. what we bought it for. And I didn't want to drive. That was the other thing. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Like, didn't want to drive at all. Um, I so knew did I you, did had you to. try to? Yeah, I did. I would go out. It was like learning how to drive again. My dad and I would go out and, like, you know, drive, and we would practice getting on the highway and, mm-hmm. you know, doing all that fun, like, 16-year-old stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and I was re-teaching myself. Like, I had to re-teach myself how to breathe and not feel like everyone was attacking me on the road. You were just anxious all the time. I was so... So you knew was, how to drive, but you just know how to drive without a person that's afraid of Yeah. Everything. I was, like, hella anxious. Like, having panic attacks. Anxious. Yeah. Like, on the road, which is not a place you want to have panic attacks. Yeah. There's more convenient places. Um. So, my parents drive me up. They drop me off with this car. 
back at my house, I made an appointment with my guidance counselor and I applied for like medical leave of absence. My art teacher was kind of like rude about it. So I, I sort of stayed enrolled in that class, but I, I turned all my artwork in late because I couldn't really do it. What, did they think you were faking it or what? Yeah, it was bizarre. He was kind of weird, dude. But, like, it was fine. It all worked out because I felt I still got to go to class, which I liked. And it was at the art museum. And it was just a fun, it was a fun class. So it kind of was a good stress reliever almost for me. Okay. To do it. Um, But I turned in my, like, final project super, super late, like, months later than but the other classes December. you had to my one the other the only other class I was in was student teaching with like a conversation so you're a full-time teacher your last semester of school mm-hmm. and I couldn't go back and, and teach at my school so I didn't go back until January I finished in March because I had three months left so I finished the end of March um, packed all of my stuff up Moved back to Cincinnati uh, and just kind of started looking for work. <laughs> Were you feeling better? Mm, yes and no. So that whole time I was in Toledo from the end of September or, you know, I guess November, November on to March. My roommate and I were increasingly like getting uh, further apart and like very angry with one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't sleeping. Her boyfriend would like come over and like bang on my windows at night um, to like scare me. Oh. Uh, it was like a she really... doesn't seem like she would have like a dope ass boyfriend. It was yeah. It was. Um, they're married now, so congratulations. I think they have a kid. No. Uh, no congratulations. <laughs> um, but like it was, it was Poor a kid. bad situation. Like I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't really eating. I um, wasn't, why? I was depressed and like super freaked out. When I, you'd come back. I had come back because I thought that's where I should be. Um, okay, so you were you were finishing the student teaching, but you were still. I wasn't student teaching at this time. I was just taking this art class and like. Oh, this is before. Yeah. January to March. Yeah. Okay, got so it. So like November, I came back in November, uh, and I tried to just like pick up where I left off, you know, like. Right. But I couldn't do that successfully. So you couldn't do anything really. No, like I, Steve and I had broken up officially at this point. How'd that end? Um, I just said it was over and I left. <laughs> was he uh, sweetie when you were? Uh, he's veteran? great. I mean, he's a great guy. I see him about once a year. Um, I have no ill feelings for him towards him. He's married to a wonderful girl, and it's it, it just wasn't for me, and I, and it was making me feel more claustrophobic than I already felt. Yeah, well, that's the that's what's funny because you can uh, when it's just like a boy you're dating, you can you kind of have like control over how much you see the person. But when you're in a situation like that, it's his duty to be overbearing, right? And it's someone where you say, "Oh, dude, I don't want you to be around me all the time." But I didn't want anybody. Like it was, I yeah. But if it's the right person, maybe if it's I like don't your, know. I don't know. I don't think at this time, like any I. And I didn't tell, like, I didn't tell people. I just, like, didn't tell people I was in a car accident. People just found out. Like, people at your school and stuff? Just everybody. Like, all of my friends. I didn't, like, announce it to the universe. But if your buddy calls you, and they're like, what's up? How you been? What's new? You gotta tell them I was in a hideous car accident. I don't think I did. I think I told, like, very few people. Well, aren't they gonna have, ask questions? Well, people, like, oh, I thought you were done with school. Yeah, 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 no. Like, I don't know. People don't really keep tabs on stuff like that. That <laughs> comes up. Sometimes. But, like, also, I just, uh, I don't know. I I don't really know how to explain this. It. I didn't want it def- to define who I was. Yep. No, you don't want to be the car car accident girl. But it, I am so grateful this happened to me. Why? Like looking back, 
in the moment, everything was in shambles and my world was ending and I didn't know how to climb out of the hole. Like I had never experienced rock bottom until that moment. Like, I, I don't know if anybody has actually any of my close friends have ever been in a in the most darkest, deepest hole in their life. I saw no light at the end of my tunnel. What? Okay, so what? What would? What did you see your life being? Uh, shitty. You, did you just feel like you were going to be forever in pain? I thought I was never gonna be right again. Like my brain wasn't working the way that it used to. Um, I, I was just like super. You felt depressed. like you were slow. I was depressed. Okay. I was like hella depressed. Yeah. Like in suffering from major PTSD. And PTSD is such a real thing. Mental health is is such a real thing and it doesn't know a face and it doesn't know a gender or an age. Um and when it hits you, it it takes the wind out of you. Well, how did you uh how did you come out? Um, so I went, I went and got diagnosed. I took like a bunch of psych tests and I got diagnosed with, um, acute depression and, uh, like, um, PTSD and, and some other, some other things. Nothing that was like permanent, you know, nothing that was always going to be with me. But I think there's always parts of that that will always, I'll always carry with me. Uh, I'm still suffering from a lot of PTSD symptoms, so I'll still, not as frequently, but very infrequently, have nightmares about car accidents. I'll daydream and fantasize about car accidents. I uh, still don't really love driving at night. Um, Mm -hmm. I get really skittish when people drive. Uh, with me like if I'm sitting in the passenger seat I'm very like I get very nervous I get very sweaty um I have flashbacks a lot still uh which isn't fun but it's very real I went to therapy I was going to psychotherapy three days a week I was going to physical therapy about four days a week I had to end up having two three surgeries over the course of five years um uh, to to reconstruct my my body, so I, ligaments and cartilage were majorly damaged in my right wrist, which is my prominent writing hand. Um, I had a bone spur taken out of my my shoulder, and I had some ligaments repaired um, and cartilage repaired. I had a minor tear in my rotator cuff that they fixed from the seatbelt. Um, my shoulders will always slide in and out of their socket from now until the day I die. Uh, my back is totally screwed up because of that. And my neck always hurts. Um, just my joints feel older than they are. Okay. And my Stop brain doesn't running work. 75 miles a week. <laughs> Betty also told me <laughs> that she runs 75 miles a when, week. No. And I don't want to blame... Stop. So don't That's think before I, you're I an old that. maid. I said you that. also damage your body by doing three times. No, so I run a lot of miles when I'm training for a marathon. Yeah, but don't make people feel like you're decrepit. I don't, and if you are decrepit, I it might hurt. be because you Yeah, I'm not decrepit. But like I hurt more than the average almost thirty year old. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> I hurt. Yeah. Not I'm, as bad, but I mean, like, I think that I, I, I think my pain is a little bit more severe than other people. But I don't know. I'm not you, and I'm right. not her, and I'm not that person. So, like, I don't really know. You're I'm comparing right, it to though. nothing. But like, when the weather changes like this, how the weather's been up and down, my wrist like screams. It hurts so bad. It hurts so bad. <laughs> And I'm allergic to pain pills, so I can't really take anything. Really? Yeah. Can you take like a, a I can leaf? Take, I can take Tylenol. Okay. There you go. Thank you, sir. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Wait. So is it getting better? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely getting better. I'm definitely in a better place than I was, you know, seven years ago. Yeah. Way better. Okay. And because So well then you see the light then. Now I do. Okay. But at that moment, seven years ago, five years ago, right. I did not. 
Well, it's hard when you're depressed. It's it doesn't it's that's what the that's what it is because you don't see the light and you think it's really just the anxiety and the fear that this may never end. Right. May feel like this. None of my peers besides the people in the car accident, one of which I wasn't really talking to much anymore. And then the other I didn't I felt guilty. Like I felt like I caused them pain. So I didn't want to bring it up. I didn't want to bring it up to them. Yeah. Um, So I didn't really talk about it either, Mm -hmm. except to my therapist, who I didn't start seeing regularly until I moved back to Cincinnati two years. And I had lived here for two years. And I realized, like, I wasn't getting better. I was actually getting crazier. (laughs) Oh, like mentally? Yeah. Like psychologically? Yeah. So Did I the went therapy in, hell? Yeah, I, I would. I got hypnotized to relive my car accident and like oh, start. Uh, it was really interesting, actually. So I learned how to compartmentalize my accident and put it into different boxes, and I can open those boxes when I want to, and I can talk about this more so than ever because I've put these experiences in boxes, and I choose when I want to open them up. So they're Whatever not. helps, Betty. <laughs> yeah. If you're hoping that made sense to anyone. <laughs> Makes sense to me. Good. Because <laughs> we don't have to live with it. But it's funny when someone like finds something that works for them and they try to explain it to someone else. They're like, dude, just put put your trauma in boxes. <laughs> but that's and what it my goes therapist, away. But that's what my therapist told me to do. And like okay. I got to lock it in certain closets and yeah. I, I get to pull it out. It's I can pull my trauma out when I want to pull my trauma out and I can feel comfortable pulling it out. Okay. That does, that makes sense. So it's not piling on me all at once. Yeah. Like, you know how to access it and you can only access it by opening the box. And when I want to. Interesting. Not when it wants to open itself on me. Yeah. You're like organizing your memories. I'm organizing my memories. Exactly. Okay. Perfect. I'm quite eloquent. <laughs> you Wait, listen to the words. podcast, you know. Yeah, that. I do. I do. I love it. Actually, I listen to it when I run my 75 miles. Damn, your poor knees. <laughs> my knees don't hurt. <laughs> okay. Well, what did? What did this? How did this make you better? So you're an adult now. I am an adult. Um, I'm definitely an adult and I think what made it better is I realized everybody that I met along the way. So without this car accident, I don't know if I would have moved back to Cincinnati. Okay. Step that one. could be good or bad. It was a great thing. Okay. I met amazing people. So I reconnected with a good friend from high school that is now my very best friend. She's like my sister. So that was a really good thing. We stayed in contact, but not to the point that we were uh, when I moved back to Cincinnati. So that's awesome. Uh, I met a an amazing group of people at my first job that I wouldn't have had had I graduated in December. Or maybe I would have. I don't know. But um, I met this amazing core group of friends that I love dearly. Uh, I met a bunch of friends through a friend from undergrad that happened to go to grad school here and and reconnect it with him and and have an amazing amazing group of friends that now live all over the country because of that experience and i found the job that i love to do like i don't know if i would have found it as quickly had i not gone through these experiences yeah but that's all circumstantial though it is but it makes me feel better <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Sorry. But no, it, I get you. It does. If you can take it, yeah. But yes, you're right. And I think all those things did come from it. But I think there could have been good things that could have come from either way. But right. I think you're a better person having been through the suffering, though. I think it led me to, so after after that, and I had experienced mental health firsthand, and it made me want to work directly with mental health patients. And so I worked with emotionally disturbed students for several years, like three, four, three or four years, um, 
and I felt like I could connect with them on a level that other people couldn't. And maybe that's in my head. But, no, of course not. Um, I just, I really, I could understand. So uh, my first year teaching, after I took a different, I took a job for a year and a half and then I, I started teaching again. And uh, out of eight students in my class, five of them had PTSD. And mm-hmm. I had it. I have it. It's something that I will always identify with. And I think I just approach them differently. Yeah. And I think I loved them a little more. Yeah. <laughs> Which made me love my job a little more. <laughs> well, you can see a real benefit you can have in someone's life if you can relate to them. Right. I think, yeah, maybe that's what it was. And then it just kind of, I don't know. That's but. your, that's what you gained through your suffering, I think, is the ability to understand people. Yeah. And more, too. Wasn't... I? You make friends, Betty. You yeah. make friends. You get cool jobs. Yeah. What you gain, though, is life experience. Yeah. And being and th- able to better help people. Well, and I think I appreciate life more. Yeah. Like, I really... And I... That's why I run. I run because... I've always loved running, but now I run and I can see so much beauty around me. Like, I appreciate every... Like, very mm-hmm. dumb little things. Um, and I appreciate people a lot. Like, I just... I love people. Mm-hmm. I love people. I love being around them. I love meeting strangers. I love talking to people on the streets. I... Yeah. I just do... You think that came from the accident? I think that always has been a part of me. I've always been like a very social butterfly, but I think I have a better understanding of people around me now because of that. Yeah. I'm way more tolerable of people. Okay. Interesting that that would do that for you. Yeah. Have that effect. Because I met so many people and, and... I got to know so many people. So, like, I lived at the doctor's office. Like, I became good friends with my doctors and, like, my therapists and the patients there. And mm-hmm. I just heard so many stories. And I and I contributed to so many stories. And mm-hmm. I I don't know. It just feels like that, that helped, too. I don't know. I don't know if I'm making sense anymore. No, it does. Well, it grants you a better perspective is really what it is. Because previously, you were just kind of on your trajectory, doing your thing, living your own life. But when you're forced to realize that you're out of control, and then you're also forced into other people's life, and then being in an environment with other people who are going through the same thing gives you the reality that there are other people than me that are going through worse things than me. Right. Right. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> Shit got weird. Shit got really got weird. Got in a car accident. <laughs> Too long, didn't listen. Betty got in a car accident. Shit got weird. <laughs> Dude was drunk, called her a bitch. <laughs> Roommate sucked. <laughs> Broke up with her boyfriend. It's true. Got depressed. But Came are you depressed now? Uh, I don't th- I don't think so. I think I'm cool. pretty happy with where I'm. I'm at. I have... I have a great job. I have great friends. My family, my family is the best thing that has ever happened in my whole entire world. So, word. Um, yeah, I'm a mama bear. I have three things that I really care about: my family, my friends, and my kids. Not my personal children that I've birthed, but my students. I'm very protective of them. And um, if you if you screw up or fuck with any of them, don't. With don't, Betty's students. Don't fuck with my students because I will. Betty is ripped, by the way. I will murder She's you shredded. in like a very. murder you in very dirty looks yeah. and like scoldy words and lots of finger pointing. You shot a gun. You know how to shoot a gun. I do. I know how to shoot a gun. You're right. Just don't fuck <laughs> Betty's students. Boom. Mic drop. Okay. Anything else you want to tag it up with? Any words to the wise? Um, you know, respect your neighbor. Nice. <laughs> Golden rule. It's the rule I live by. Do unto others. Yeah. Love everyone. When are you doing your next comedy show? I um I start improv class on Wednesday. Tight. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, no, there's a rule number one, you broke it. 
don't touch Make the my mic. <laughs> um, uh, there's a couple things coming up for my school. If you are looking to uh, be a good human and just like love life, we have a couple fundraisers coming up. Real Abilities, which is a film festival that benefits um, people of dis- with disabilities in general. It starts March 9th and it runs for a couple of days downtown. It's awesome. Check it out. Real Abilities, cincy.realabilities.org. Uh, we are doing a show on the 9th uh, that we're trying to sell out tickets, so please buy one. It's uh, The movie is Pursuing Happiness. Definitely come to that. I will be there, and I will hug you a lot. Pursuing Happiness? Pursuing Happiness. Is the... Per- it's the movie. No. Oh, damn. No. That movie's I tight, <laughs> It might be. I don't know. I haven't it's seen the trailer. It's probably just as good. Haven't seen the trailer. And then we also have a big fundraiser. If you like to do puzzles, um, come out, I believe. I have my post-it note in my pocket. I nice. Preparation. Yes, here it is. Ha <laughs> ha. Um, puzzle day is April 29th. It's at the Children's Home of Cincinnati. It's $100 a team. Uh, team of four, you have to put a puzzle together the fastest, and you win a prize. And all the money benefits directly my students via scholarships to come to my school, uh, program supplies, running dances, and field trips. So if you're feeling generous, please, please, please come out. My school is amazing. My kids are awesome. And again, if you're there, I will hug you and kiss you and pick you up. So come out. And it hurts when she hugs. <laughs> I'm a strong lady. <laughs> no, it hurts you. So I'm saying you're sacrificing. Oh no, I was, like I am hugging you in a very strong way because I'm strong and independent. Yeah, it does hurt. <laughs> Everyone involved. Yeah, but come to Puzzle Night anyway. Yeah, do it, do it. This has been tight. All right, say goodbye, Betty. Bye, y'all. All right, bye.